Well, hello and welcome to episode number 53 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Allfire. At Allfire, we specialise in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through helping you understand how your team members communicate and interact. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the value of communications coaching to your virtual teams and particularly how this coaching can benefit the leaders of teams and those who are most involved in the interface activities that go on within the teams. So as with all of our podcasts, there is an accompanying article on the Allfire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, sign up for our regular newsletter, find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you and your business. Coaching is an activity that's been around for a long, long time in in businesses, although it tends to get merged and considered as part and parcel of mentoring and um, and very often businesses will internalize both the coaching and the mentoring activities. The barriers can, they, well, not so much the barriers, but the, the two terms can become very muddied. It can become very easy to uh, to think of one when actually you're referring to the other. Also, there are a number of internal problems, which I'll talk about a little bit later in terms of why coaching itself can be problematic when it's delivered by a business within the business. So one of the biggest problems in modern virtual teams is that most of the people who manage these teams grew up in an environment where virtual teams either didn't exist or were in their real infancy. So the majority of these managers grew up in an environment where if you wanted to do a project, everybody was based in one location. They learnt to communicate by dealing with people face-to-face or dealing with people in groups, but in groups and face-to-face where they were actually physically in the same place. Consequently, a lot of these new, a lot of these managers of these teams have never really had the learning experiences where someone will sit with them and help them better understand how they should be communicating at distance with people. Now, one of the other problems as well, of course, is that for a lot of these people, they would have grown up and started their working careers and, and, and assumed a management position in an environment which in many, many locations would have been monocultural. Regardless of what that culture would have been, they would have grown up in an era largely, and obviously every part of the world is different in this respect, but largely in an era where most of the people working in their office and working with them came from the same culture as they did. Recent times has seen a lot more movement of people. It's seen both the, the the workers, if you like, within the teams and the leaders of the teams themselves migrating around the world. And again, the skills that are needed to deal with the nuances and subtleties and challenges that come with leading these virtual teams of of cross-cultural personnel who are scattered around the planet 
those skills are very rarely found in one or two individuals. So it's it's very difficult for many businesses to uh, to, to to develop those skills. Now, on top of that, of course, the top managers and top leaders in most businesses are, well, let's just call them very busy, but ridiculously busy, massively overworked is often two other ways that you could refer to them. And as such, it's very hard for these people often to find time in their schedules to break away from their job and go off and undertake a formal training course. And even if they wished to, there are very few places that are reasonably financially accessible where they could actually purchase some of the training that they would need. So you've got a cohort of people who come from a background where they don't have, uh, they've not grown up with the skills that they need. They're working very busily in an environment where they're struggling to stay on top of the work that they have. They simply don't have the time to learn the new skills that they have. And there are very few people within their organizations who can actually give them those skills. All of this adds up to a massive challenge for the individuals and a massive risk for the businesses themselves. So this is really where I'm coming from in terms of recommending that we need to find ways where we can provide coaching to these managers and coaching to the emerging leaders within these organisations to help them build the skills that they need in a way where they can learn on the run, where they can learn in small doses and where they can learn at their own pace and learn to 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 become leaders of these large virtual teams in their own way to have their own particular approaches and their own particular ways of dealing with things rather than to have the same form of of training given to them as they would buy if they went to a course which of course is one of the other problems with most training courses a lot of courses that are available are delivered based on one culture looking out toward either other cultures or one culture uh, looking at many other cultures but through the lens of that organisational culture. So the role of a coach then as opposed to the role of a mentor. Now a mentor is typically someone with a lot of experience who provides insight and provides suggestions and provides openings and um, generally advises person that they are mentoring in terms of how they should develop and what they should what skills they should build alongside of that a coach is someone who would sit with somebody ask them open leading questions and guide them and coach them along so that they learn things in their own way and at their own pace and in their own personality things that work for them rather than things that work for everybody Often a mentor will guide someone along to become basically another another version of that mentor, whereas a coach will help a person become a better version of themselves. It's probably quite a good way to look at it. Now, the benefits of a coach as opposed to a training course, courses tend to be you, you go to a course, you attend it for a day or a week or a day a week for a period of time or whatever the whatever the time breakdown is for it. At the end of the course, you either walk out of the door with a folder under your arm or you have some form of a test. Then you're delivered with a certificate and you leave the course, put the certificate on your wall and in many cases, sadly, forget what you've learnt. And things go out of date. The next challenge that you face may not be something that you covered in your training. So you then back almost to where you started from in struggling to find the right answers. 
A coach as the alternate to that is somebody who works with a manager or works with an individual on an ongoing basis. So it might be weekly, it might be monthly, it might be quarterly. The timings will vary. It can be face-to-face, it can be by Skype or by video, or it could be by telephone, or it even could be by email. You could have email coaching. And the coaching can be very, very ad hoc. Um, Typically, you would start out by delivering the coaching in fairly regular sessions so that the two individuals, the coach and the coached, can get to know one another. They can get to understand one another and they can get to 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 the point where they can trust each other. Now, this is obviously very important for the person being coached because often to get the best value and to get the best learnings from being coached, you need to be very open. You need to be able to share all of your worries, experiences, fears, insights and so forth with the other person. And you can't do that if you don't have a trusting relationship with that other person. Equally, the person being who is delivering the coaching needs to know that they're getting the whole story from the person that they are coaching so that the person who is delivering the coaching can give the best guidance and can encourage the person being coached along a path which makes the best sense for them. If they only have half of a story, then there's a very good chance that they're only going to be able to give, at best, half of a solution. So the so that relationship needs to be completely open. It needs to be completely free of any biases. Now, this openness and freedom from bias is one of the reasons why an external coach can be much, much, much more beneficial to an internal coach. And it, with an internal coach, typically it would be a colleague. It might be someone from, say, a HR department. Now, if you get someone from a department who are there as coaches, then they will typically be there as more of a life coach or a career coach, and they will guide you in a general direction along a path. If you get someone that's a colleague, then that person may already have some of the same views and perceptions of things that you have, and they may not necessarily be able to guide you into a completely open new direction. The other challenge, of course, is if it's an internal coach, how comfortable will the coached person be in being completely open with their coach when they know that that coach is working within their organisation? If it's a colleague, then they may well be sharing things with somebody for whom they would be competing for work or competing for opportunities at some point in their careers. If it's a HR department type person, then you just don't know what's going to go on your record. You may have all sorts of assurances that things are going to be kept quiet. They're not going to be recorded. They're not going to be recorded against your record that what you say in the room stays in the room and so forth. But there will always be that little bit of a worry. Whereas if the coach is external, even if that coach is external and as should be paid for by the business, then there's a lot more surety that that coach will be working independently. Now, also, of course, if that coach makes their living or part of their living by delivering this kind of coaching, then they are going to be wanting to make sure that their reputation is unimpeachable. And as such, they're going to make absolutely certain, or they should make absolutely certain, that what they say and what they hear will be entirely just between them and the person that they're coaching. 
So a good coach, as we say in the article, they should provide an emotionally safe, reflective environment where the person being coached can spend time reviewing their experiences. Now, also for a lot of managers, the opportunity to have a reflective experience when they can sit back, even if it's only for a very short period of time at some point during their day or their week or their month, when they can sit back and reflect on their experiences and what worked and what didn't work and what they would do differently in the same same situation going forwards. This can be a very, very rare experience for many managers. So the need to have this and the value of this can be immense for an organisation and for an individual. Now, a fully experienced person providing coaching within a specialised area, such as leadership in virtual teams, that person needs to have a very deep um, domain knowledge within that area. They need to be the kind of person who, while they may not have every answer, will at least know how to work through questions until between them and the person they're coaching they de- they develop and derive an answer an answer which makes sense for everybody and an answer which will be the best possible answer that they can bring if you find a generalist coach again that coach is likely to be more of a more of a career coach kind of a person they may well be very strong in another area they may well be someone who's a psychologist by background or whatever and they'll be very good at many of the things that you need from a coach but they may not have the insights that you need to be specialized within that little area of communication within your virtual teams so this is our um, this is my theory in any way at least as far as the value and the benefit that can be brought from coaching it's something which is in my opinion is nowhere near as deeply and as broadly used within modern business as it should be the value of a coach and the benefits that a coach can bring to an individual and to a business can be many, many, many times repaid in terms of the, the way that that person will will be able to improve the way that their business operates, the way their business is conducted. And if it's virtual teams in terms of the way that that virtual team functions, the, the longevity of the team, the way the members of the team are able then to build on from that person to become better individuals for themselves. So coaching is definitely something we would recommend organisations were to consider and that they consider finding particularly a specialist coach rather than a generalist coach and that where possible, where budgets allow and where the right person can be found in the right place and so forth, that an external coach be found rather than an internal coach. Or, if it is an an internal coach, that that internal coach is completely remote from the person being coached as far as career paths and so forth go so that they can have a a genuine coach type relationship so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and there's been something useful in there for you if you want to talk further about um, the needs for coaching and the benefits that it can bring or just generally about some other issues within your virtual teams, please do get in touch. The contact details are all on the Ulfire website, which is at www.ulfire.com.au. 
And of course, if you are on the website, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast feed to keep up to date with future episodes. And of course, we would love to uh, hear from you either through comments on articles or through a subscription to our regular email newsletter, which comes out once a fortnight and which includes various bits of information about virtual teams that, uh, that can be useful to help you with your business. So thank you very much and I look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. 